0: This morning we're going to be looking at First Corinthians thirteen. It's one of the most loved and meaningful chapters in the whole word. It describes the very heart of living together as believers in Jesus. Paul begins by showing us how pointless and even most, most the most impressive spiritual gifts are without love. In verse 1, it says, though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And although I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Paul teaches about spiritual gifts in chapter 12. And at the end of chapter 12, he says, But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Now, I'm not to get that confused because we know the way is what? The way is Jesus Christ in our lives. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But Paul's referring to love. Love isn't a spiritual gift. Love is a virtue. Love is in the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, and 23, love is not a gift but an entire way of life. Love is a sacrificial, give, sacrificial giving of oneself and sometimes on behalf of an unworthy object. And Paul doesn't place love in opposition to gifts. He's just saying that we need love to operate in the gifts. If we look at chapter 14, Paul goes on to say, and he encourages us, to pursue both. Not one or the other, but pursue both. But Paul goes on to stress the importance of love. Although people have differing gifts, love's a virtue available to each and every one of us. It's a choice to love. You know, we can make excuses, but excuses are just, I don't want to say it making an excuse is just another lie, but we make excuses when we don't want to do something. We make excuses for maybe the person's behavior, maybe our own behavior. It's the choice is to love and to show that love to each and every individual. There's something the Lord laid upon my heart, and it was um, that his word is like a sledgehammer. And we are the church. How many of have you used a sledgehammer? How many of you used a sledgehammer? It's with a knock down a wall. I mean, mostly the guys, right? Nope. I think Vicky's used a sledgehammer before. You know, the thing is, what does it do? if you keep pounding... If you keep beating, you're going to break down what is before you. The Lord says that my church is like a sledgehammer, and it will break through the darkness if I continue to use His word, if I continue with His word, if I continue to move forward each and every day, I will break through the darkness. He has empowered us, He's strengthened us. Let's walk in His truth, walk in the word that He's given us each day. In verses one through three, Paul expresses the necessity of love, stating the possession of gifts as well as self-sacrificing acts doesn't benefit us if we don't have love. They can be manifested without love, but they're of no benefit to that individual. Paul says, "I didn't love others. If I didn't love others, I wouldn't, wouldn't be of any use." I'd only be making noise. I gain nothing. I am nothing. What good would it do? There would be nothing lasting accomplished in the body of Christ if we don't do what we do in love. There would be nothing lasting accomplished, nothing benefiting the advance of the kingdom. Today, in society, we live We live in a society that confuses love with lust. And unlike lust, God's kind of love is directed outward towards others, not inward towards ourselves. It's directed outward. This type of love isn't natural. It's possible only if God supernaturally helps us to set aside our own desires and instincts so we can love without expecting anything in return. It's like giving a Christmas gift Expecting to get something in return. It's better to give, not expecting. It's better to give out of our heart, not expecting to return, have anything in return. So as we grow closer to Christ, the more love we all will show to others. As we love, we show honor and compassion. We build relationships. We expect our families, a lot of times, to love us well but how do we react if they don't love us the way we feel we need to be loved? I think of a time when someone came to me and they felt that they weren't being loved the way they needed to be loved. And it was with relatives. And my response was this, how important is the relationship to you? The response was, well, They don't call me. They don't make an effort to see me. Do you want the relationship? That's the question. Do you want the relationship? Maybe you have to treat them the way you want to be treated. Maybe you have to reach out. Maybe you have to be the one that makes the effort. so they know you care. We're all works in progress. You know, we're all growing each and every day. The more we read his word, the more we saturate ourselves with his presence, we're growing in him. With supernatural help that God provides, we can produce a different culture than the culture we've experienced around us each day. Can you can you help me do something? Can you help me create a culture of honor? And love, it's up to you. You're the one that speaks God's word. You're the one that loves an individual. You're the ones that can bring that culture of honor and love. When God sees you, he sees you as someone valued. He sees your value. When we look at a culture of honor, we We've asked, what does that mean to most people? We all form from time to time have to be (laughs) re-educated because we're being educated constantly by what's around us. But it's whether we grasp a hold of that or grasp a hold of God's word that makes the difference. To live in a culture of honor, we need to love well. If we don't trust the Holy Spirit to guide us, if we don't ask Jesus the question of how to love the one before us, We failed from the start. You know, we're not the all-knowing, only he is. We're the all-guessing. Yeah. We are the all-guessing if we don't ask for wisdom and how to love whoever's before us and how to love who's around us. If we read God's word and don't apply it, we walk in rebellion. It should be our desire to walk in obedience, just as Jesus walked in obedience to the Father. Trust in what he has provided through his word, the values, the wisdom, the direction. We definitely need to apply love in every situation. It can be hard when someone can, let's face it, they're difficult people. But what are you going to do in that situation? Our response with the help of the Holy Spirit has to be one of love or we just add to the problem. Dishonoring someone is like having the wrong temperature in a greenhouse. What does that do? It stunts the growth of whatever you're trying to grow, and it creates a toxic, toxic life to those plants. There's another quote that I want to share with you. It's by Mother Teresa. Let no one ever come to you without living, without leaving better and happier. Be the living expression of God's kindness, kindness in your face, kindness in your eyes, kindness in your smile, you know, I remember, as masks were really prevalent in everywhere you went, and one of the waitresses um, said, "I wish you could see my smile." And Remy says to her, "We can see your smile in your eyes. Can people see you smile with your eyes?" Yeah. What are the characteristics of love? Let's let's look at what Paul says. As we look at these characteristics, we need to look into ourselves and see how we measure up. And I don't say that to condemn, but see how we can improve. Where do do I need to change? Where do I need to grow? Love suffers long. In other words, love is patient. Love is enduring. Love endures hurt. Without thought of retaliation. Love is kind. Another aspect of the fruits of the Spirit. If we look back at patience, patience is what? Patience is inward. Kindness is an outward expression. Love doesn't envy. Love doesn't involve jealousy. Love doesn't parade itself. It's not puffed up. Love doesn't boast, isn't arrogant or conceited in any way. Does not behave rudely. It doesn't behave disrespectfully or dishonorably or indecently. Does not seek its own. Love is not self seeking, not seeking one's own way, not being selfish. Love is not provoked not easily angered anger itself isn't wrong but it's the oversensitivity or the irritability that it that we see for instance in acts 15:39 it says their disagreement was so great that they parted ways love thinks no evil love doesn't keep a record of wrongs in view of repaying i remember in the past i used to keep Score, so to speak. (laughs) And, you know, it got me nowhere. It got me nowhere. But forgiveness got me everywhere. Forgiveness got me where I needed to be. Does not rejoice in iniquity. Love does not delight in evil. Is not judgmental to the wrongdoing of others. But rejoices in what? Rejoices in truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love believes the best, not the worst, about people and their actions, but it does not turn a blind eye to sin and faults of others. In verse eight, it says, "Love never fails." But where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, where there are tongues, there will cease. Knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part will be done away. God gives us spiritual gifts on the earth in order to build up, serve, and strengthen the body of Christ. These gifts are for the church. In eternity, we will be made perfect and complete. I love the sound of that. (laughs) We'll be complete. And in every, in the very presence of God. We will no longer need the spiritual gifts so that they will come to an end. Paul gives us a glimpse of the future. He gives us hope that one day we will be complete when we see God face to face. Think about, think about, think about Moses. Seeing God face to face, speaking with God face to face. And he would come out of his tent with a radiance. Or he'd have to cover his face because the people would stare at him. People would stare at him. The glory of God being on him. Love itself, this is important, love itself will never cease. Love itself will never cease to exist. Paul goes on in verse 11 to say, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know, just as I also am known. Verse 13, and now abide. Faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. You know, Cornuth was a place of, it was a morally corrupt society, and love had been mixed up, it, had mixed up, it was mixed up in terms um, with little meaning. Today, people are confused about love also. Love is the greatest of all qualities. It involves unselfish service to others, and therefore gives evidence that you care. If you show someone love, you're showing them that you care. You, they matter, you know. I think that's one of the most important things for a person to realize is that they matter. Each of you matters. Faith is a foundation and content of God's word. Hope is the attitude and focus. Love is the action. When faith and hope are in alignment, you're free to truly love. Love. Because you have a better understanding of how God loves. We don't have to earn God's love. We don't have to strive for God's love. He gives it freely to each one of us. Love is an attribute of God Himself. In John 4 8, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Because of that love, Christ went to the cross, was crucified died and rose again. Are you here today and you need to know that love? To know that you were loved that much and that deeply that he died for you and he died for I? Or maybe you need, like myself, to ask forgiveness for where we've fallen short in portraying God's love to others. If we look back at each of those things that that love is, long-suffering, kind, enduring things that we shouldn't have to sometimes, not parading ourselves Not behaving rudely, not boasting, but truly trusting in who he is in our lives and knowing that he is with us. I want you to do something with me this morning. Do you all have one of these? Everybody have their cell phone? Get it out. I'm telling you, get your cell phone out in church. No, that's, no I don't know. <laughs> you know, there are people out there today that think we don't care. There are people out there that we haven't spoken to in quite a while. Just look down through your list and pick someone and text them today. You know something like I'm thinking of you it could be I love you it could be just bless you but you're giving them something today you're speaking something to them today and I'd just be curious to see how many people answer you back but even if they don't you're Speaking something forth into their lives. I hope some of you will do that. Let people know you care. Let people know that they're being thought about. Because God cares about us. And we need to care about others. We need to show that love to others in our everyday life. I'd like to speak something over you today blessings and declarations. And I'd just like you to close your eyes as I speak these things. You're accepted for who you are. I bless you with freedom to be who God created you to be. I bless you with freedom from fear of failure and I declare that you will prosper in everything you put your hands to. I declare that you are the head and not the tail. I bless you with clarity. I bless you with wisdom in all things pertaining to life and godliness I bless the path that your feet walk upon and declare that though you may fall, you will not fail. Today, I affirm your value and call you to step forward into all the things that God has for you. I bless your body, your health, your choices and the decisions as you follow Jesus. I bless you with an ability to hear God, to hear him speak like never before, to be able to feel his tangible presence with you wherever you go. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Tammy, would you come forward? I don't want to leave you today without giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus into your hearts if you don't know him. Or to renew that relationship with the lover of your soul. Let's just speak this together Jesus, I repent of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And I asked you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Amen. You know, this is a day that the Lord has made. What will you do with it today? What will you do with what he's given you? Will you use his word to smash through the darkness? To bring light to somebody's life today? just by speaking a word of blessing to someone you come in contact with today. To be a light, not to hide that light, but to shine that light forth. I was visiting someone a while back and um, I had written my name on the thing. Pastor Kevin and the lady cross says oh I could use prayer today and I was able to pray not only for her but another lady that was standing there and you could could do it that quick? I said sure (laughs) just a few words people need to know we care people need to know that we don't just walk around and, and not provide something for them provide love in every situation. Be intentional. Intentional about loving others. Be a blessing to those around you. If you need a healing touch from God today, we would be more than happy to stand with you in agreement for that touch. So, if you need that touch today, please come forward. We'll meet you here at the altar. And We're just going to trust in Him for healing, for wholeness, the eradication of cancer, the proper flow through our body of the blood that God has given us. Take in His breath this morning. Breathe deeply. Breathe deeply a loving God one that loves you with all his heart or just come and hang out at the altar with us for a while and worship him if you need to go you may go otherwise we're going to hang around the altar a little bit we're going to be praying for people we're just going to be loving on you today and knowing that he is pouring out that love so we thank you praise you. We bless each and every one today, Father, with your love. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at BethelAG.com or on Facebook at Bethel Assembly of God, Littlestown, Pennsylvania. Our services are also live streamed every Sunday on our YouTube channel Bethel AG, Littlestown, Pennsylvania.